Hi everybody, this is Monica Reinagel, the Nutrition Diva, here with your quick and dirty tips for eating well and feeling fabulous. We're talking about sprouted grains today. I'm sure you've been seeing them pop up everywhere. Once upon a time, not so long ago, grains such as wheat and oats were viewed as a cornerstone of a healthy, wholesome diet. These days, grains are often portrayed as villains, with books like Wheat Belly and Grain Brain arguing that grains are to blame for everything from obesity to ADHD to crabgrass. Okay, maybe not crabgrass, but going grain-free is definitely one of the hottest dietary trends of the decade. At the same time, though, sprouted grains are one of the hottest trends in food manufacturing, appearing in everything from bread to pasta to breakfast cereals to pretzels. Some people seem to think that sprouting a grain transforms it from a horrible food into a healthy one. At best, I'd say it's a way to transform a somewhat nutritious food into a slightly more nutritious one. And at worst, it may just be a way of putting a health halo on a food that's gotten a bad reputation. Now, those of you who are longtime listeners, or maybe who started out by downloading the entire archive of past shows, may recall me talking about the nutritional benefits of sprouted grains once before, way back in 2008. And since then, a lot of new research has been published, so I thought it would be a good idea to revisit the subject. And the first question is, are sprouted grains more nutritious? Whether you're sprouting a kernel of wheat or growing a tomato plant, getting that seed to sprout profoundly changes its chemical composition. In the presence of moisture and warmth, enzymes spring into action, breaking starches down into sugars, reconfiguring protein molecules into different proteins, producing vitamins, and changing the chemical structure of minerals. As a result, sprouted grains may be lower in gluten, higher in folate, and contain more bioavailable minerals than they did in their unsprouted state. And by the way, the beneficial effect that sprouting has on mineral availability is primarily due to the reduction of phytic acid. And you know, that's a compound that can bind to minerals and make them hard to absorb. However, other ways of processing, including milling or heat treatment, also known as baking, also reduces phytic acid. Sprouting also affects the fiber in grains, but in ways that are a little hard to predict. Some grains experience an initial decrease in fiber during the first couple of days of sprouting, but if you let them keep growing for a few more days, the total fiber content can increase. And sprouting also seems to turn some of the soluble fiber into insoluble fiber. Now, this is all very interesting, and it demonstrates just how dynamic the sprouting process is, but it really doesn't make that big a difference in the amount of fiber you're going to get per serving. When I look at the nutritional content of commercial products made out of sprouted grains, I still don't see a clear nutritional advantage. When I compare Pepperidge Farm 100% whole wheat bread to Ezekiel sprouted grain bread, for example, They both have exactly the same amount of calories, protein, carbohydrates, fiber, and iron. Now, if you're sprouting your grains at home, you might reap a little more of that enhanced nutrition, especially if you eat your sprouts fresh in salads or lightly steamed or sauteed instead of drying them, grinding them up, and baking them into a loaf of bread. Sprouted grains have an interesting chewy texture, and they're a little bit less starchy and a little bit sweeter tasting than unsprouted grains. 
Now, the flavor is going to vary a lot from grain to grain, but sprouted grains can add a lot of interest to your culinary adventures. And if you'd like to experiment with this, I have a link in today's transcript to some information on how to get started sprouting your own grains and seeds. There's just one caveat here. The warm, humid conditions needed to sprout those grains are also, unfortunately, the ideal conditions for bacteria to grow. And although they are nutritious and delicious, fresh sprouts are unfortunately also a frequent source of food poisoning. You need to keep your sprouting equipment scrupulously clean and handle those sprouts with care. But even so, the only way to really guarantee that sprouts are free of bacteria that might make you sick is to cook them before eating them, and that isn't always desirable. Just to put the risks of eating raw sprouts in perspective, you take pretty much the same risk whenever you eat a soft-cooked egg, a medium-rare burger, or raw shellfish. Those with compromised immune systems should probably play it safe. The rest of us, though, might feel comfortable taking that risk. And another question that often comes up, are sprouted grains more digestible? During sprouting, some of the starches, proteins, and fats in grains get broken down into smaller constituents, so there's a little bit less work for your digestive system to do. In that sense, sprouted grains could be considered more digestible. On the other hand, the main benefit of dietary fiber is precisely that it is indigestible. That means it passes through our system without contributing calories to our diet, it helps to remove waste from the body, and it also provides nourishment for the host of beneficial bacteria that reside in our guts. And while sprouting wouldn't make a gluten-containing grain gluten-free, the enzymatic action does break down some of the gluten, and that might make sprouted grains a bit less problematic for people who are bothered by gluten. One of the more interesting new developments in sprouted grain research is the discovery that sprouting a grain might lower its glycemic impact, meaning that it wouldn't cause as high or steep a rise in your blood sugar. This seems a little paradoxical because, as I just mentioned, sprouting breaks down starches and fiber, and so you think it might have the opposite effect. But when researchers compared the effects of bread made with whole grain flour or sprouted whole grain flour, they found that the sprouted grain had the lowest glycemic impact. This small study suggests that products made with sprouted grains might be better for blood sugar management than their whole grain counterparts. However, keep in mind that eating more or larger portions of a bread or pasta or cereal just because it's made with sprouted grains will very quickly cancel out this advantage. And now, should you include sprouted grains in your diet? Absolutely. If you enjoy the taste or the texture of sprouted grains and products that are made from them, they're a great way to enjoy whole grains. But just like other grain-based foods, I suggest eating even sprouted grains in moderation. And if you'd like to know a little bit more about what moderation entails, I have links to some related episodes in the show notes. You'll find a transcript for today's episode along with references for the scientific studies I mentioned at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. To find out more about my new 30-day nutrition upgrade, which is kicking off in just about a week, visit nutritionovereasy.com. It's going to be really fun, and I'd love to have you join us. That's nutritionovereasy.com for more on the upcoming 30-day nutrition upgrade challenge. 
I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, here's to good health and good eating.